This is a Pivotal Conversations podcast. Hey guys, I want to welcome you back to another episode of Pivotal Conversations. Um, It's your host, Kyle. We have a an awesome episode in line for you today. Uh, I sit down with Isaac Davidson, super knowledgeable guy, someone who I, I've only just met res- recently, um, but we have mutual connections in the industry. Industry, and he's he's someone that you know. I've kind of you know you, you always keep an eye on people in the industry, and you always kind of know of them, and and you know you you automatically respect them um, by the people that they've learnt off and by the people that they they mix with and. Um, it's fair to say Isaac's had his fair share of um of amazing mentors and and some of the best in the industry, and you can see that throughout the work that he does. Uh, he's one of Australia's um, up and coming uh, strength and conditioning coaches, doing a lot of strength and conditioning work. But really, all in all, just a great coach. He's got a a high level um a high level uh, or high amount of knowledge when it comes to the science based stuff, but also talks with a lot of wisdom. And that's something that I I recognize from this conversation is that. Um, you can kind of have a conversation with someone and get an understanding not only of just what they know, but uh, what they've what they've experienced and the wisdom that comes with that, and and applying all of that knowledge and also, um, you know, living it. So, uh, a really cool episode um, with Isaac where we we kind of just really uh, have a riff about um, the lessons that we've learned in our careers, um, and especially the ones that we've learned from our ego. You know, I think. I think we can all learn a lot from our egos if we can pay attention and pay enough attention and, and spend time analyzing and, and living an examined life. So I think it's a really cool conversation for any business owner out there um, on how you can start to pay attention to your ego and where it comes into play. But also, you know, you, it's just one of those episodes where you can you can live from, you know, our mistakes. So super excited for you to jump into that. Um, it's quite a deep conversation, which, um, you know, I always love that. Um, you know, we, we kind of go into areas that, um, sometimes it's hard to go into with, especially, you know, depending on who you're talking to. So, um, you're going to get a lot out of this. Um, you're going to get, you're going to indulge in this conversation. You're going to get lost in it. Uh, so, you know, as always, I, I, I really do hope you enjoy it. Um, but before we jump into the episode, guys, um, just some housekeeping. Uh, our next intake of Steel on the Walls, which is our our Building Your Defense in Business course that we're running. It goes for three weeks. Uh, it's three modules, six lectures, uh, starts on Monday. Uh, so I'll be presenting that. Holly Sinclair features in it, teaching branding. Uh, so we cover intelligence, branding, and cash flow. Um, and all of those, when integrated to get together, creates better judgment. And, and really, in business, defense is your judgment um, and making better decisions. Because, uh, you know, the old saying is, how much money and time does a bad decision cost you? And, you know, right now, there's no re- really, there is no more important time than right now to be making good de- decisions in business, you know, with... The unknown, we are in the unknown, although we are we are back at it around Australia. Gyms are open and, and we, the fitness industry is, is kind of back underway. Um, you know, I, I don't, and this is just my opinion, but I think the, that we aren't through the bad times just yet and I think, still think there's some to come. So understanding um, how to make better decisions and become more efficient in business um, is absolutely pivotal. So it's a course that 
um, you know, uh, for, honestly, it's it offers a lot of value and, it, and it's one of those things that will just keep getting you a return for the rest of your life. So if that's something you're interested in, head over to our website um, and uh, click through to the, the Steel on the Walls page and register your details. Um, you'll receive emails and everything on the back end of that and you'll know exactly what you have to do. Um, so that's really exciting, guys. Um, click through to that if you're interested. Um, and as always, we've got a heap of free resources in the free resources tab on our website. So, you know, um, there's a, a sales flow there, um, uh, a cash flow system, a free cash flow system and PDF on there. There's a heap on there. There's some free webinars with myself and Jordan Shallow. So head on over um, and, and you can download those for for absolutely nothing. They're free and it's just a, a value add from, from our perspective. So um, thought I, I, I'd drop that in. And um, as always, guys, if you enjoy the episode, um, all your help and support um, is much appreciated. It allows us to continue doing what we do and, and try to bring you valuable and, and you know pivotal conversations both in business and in life and, and from some from people that are doing some pretty impressive things. Um, so, you know, we're just trying to bring as much insight as we can and your support is, is always, um, it's always appreciated. So if you like the episode, um, take a screenshot, give it a share, share it with your friends um, and make sure you hit the subscribe button so you can continue to hear the content that we're putting out. Um, as always, guys, I uh, hope you enjoy the episode and I'll see you on the other side. Thanks for coming on, brother. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I... Um, initially with you that the first thing that I really want to talk about um, is mentors. Yeah. It's something, you know, we jumped on a call the other day um, and, and it was something that um, you, you talked about and, and you mentioned and you've got a, you've got a pretty good list there of mentors. And I mean, I guess the, the initial question is how, how important not only are just mentors in general, but, getting the right mentors and, and what role have they played in kind of your career to date? Yeah, massive, massive. Um, I think one thing I've always been big on is the value of time. And I think we're at a time now, like we're lucky enough to the access that we've got that we can excel the distance that we travel. Um, we can excel the time that we kind of get across that distance based on who we, are, who we have access to now. So one thing I found when I early, early days, when I first started personal training, like literally as I, before I started, I had a mentor. And from that moment, and like across the mentors I've had across the time, they've all had their different kind of benefits on me. And the first mentor I had, his mentoring was more so on like being a person and the type of person I was. And I found like when I first came to the industry, like as most of you are, you come in, you come in to kind of really to help yourself you're keen to kind of learn about training, learn about all that kind of stuff. And you're like, yeah, I want to help some people. Trying to help yourself. And I remember when I was first time up to the gym, I would have been about 16, 17. And I was watching this guy across the gym. This, this is a brand new gym. And I'd watch his clients walk in and they'd be like, meh, kind of upset, kind of miserable. And they'd walk out the door like a stack, like over the, over the moon. And based on his personality and who he was as a person, his ability to like have such a positive impact on people, not just obviously through movement, but just through who he was as a person, that was my first kind of switch to go like, whoa, like what's he doing? And why, why is he so successful in what he does? Mm-hmm. Um, so that was kind of the first one. And then from there, obviously, as, as you know, like I've had a kind of extensive list, but um, I think the knowledge standpoint was kind of the next thing. That was the most important thing. And I remember when I first came into the industry, 
you, you can kind of go two ways. You can kind of come in and you can kind of go, all right, like, sweet, I know everything. I know how to do this. I don't need any, anyone's help. Or you can come in, which I did. I came in and I was like, holy shit. Like, I have control over another human being's life. Mm. I have a massive influence and a massive impact on them. If I don't know the, the right things to do, I can do a lot of damage. So, honestly, my first kind of reach out for help and reach out for knowledge was coming from a little bit of like a place of fear because I wanted to make sure whoever I came in contact with, I was, I was helping and I was getting the way they wanted to go. Um, and that's where it kind of fell from there. And that's when I started digging into courses. So that's where I kind of started to become that guy that kind of just, his face would pop up at all the courses. It's quiet, wouldn't say anything. And I was kind of that guy that attended and just kind of sat back and listened. And I know a lot of coaches will, will kind of connect with this when you first go into those courses. And I remember going to like a PICP, going to like biosignature, going to clean health, you go to a bunch of these courses and you sit back and you go, yeah, I have no clue what they're talking about. <laughs> like, absolutely no clue yeah. what the fuck they're talking about. But it's that repetition and it's that consistency of turning up again and again and all of a sudden you start to build networks. You start to build connections. And you start to build relationships with these people and that's where I started to build a lot of the mentors that I kind of had built up over the time. So one of the first ones being the job that I got through Clean Health is just a matter that I did every single course that I had. And I built up a few mentors through them, through Steph and I and through Dane Dodd and all those kind of guys. And it got to the point where I ended up like being asked to get a job there. And then that's where the kind of the snowball effect kind of happened from there. So, yeah, like to kind of long story short to your answer, like I've been able to go from within the five years, because obviously we spoke about this before, I haven't really had a mentor in the last year. Across the first five years of my industry, I was able to get what would be the normal person's about 20 years of knowledge and experience just because I went so hard and just, just stepping back and just going, trying to get under somebody's wing and just trying to learn as much as I possibly could. Yeah, I think it's, it's an interesting point. I mean, I've been playing with this whole... I remember listening to Jordan Shallow talk um, at a at a workshop that he did for us, and I was running the workshop, so it was I, I had a bit of a different perspective, and I, I remember listening to him talk, and I just had light bulbs going off in my head, and 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 I mean because what you talked about at the start is you know you've got the power of um, distance over time, right? Which is how power is actually measured. Um, in physics and mechanics. So it's like, that was what was going off in my head was like, well, um, if we're actually looking at this, right, what we're, we're, we're talking about something, you know, um, like leverage, right. And that's what, that's what we're doing. You know, that's the game of, of kind of progressing in my career is how can I gain more leverage? Um, and, and that comes in different ways, shapes and forms, you know, knowledge is a form of leverage because it creates better judgment. Um, you can, you know, there's, there's so much that you can do. There's capital labor, like all of these things from a business standpoint or a career standpoint that can get you um, more distance over time. Yeah. Right. But I think like, you know, the light bulbs that were going off in my head was the first step is this. And I mean, I I don't know whether I was fucking just having like a real kind of beautiful mind moment and talking myself into trying to believe this as a thing. But um, I was kind of thinking in my head, I'm like, well, you know, he talks about mobility. Right. And, and that's the, the, like, you know, you need to be mobile enough to become stable in certain ranges of motion. And in my head, I'm like, okay, well, what is, I was trying to kind of cross correlate what this means from a career standpoint. 
because mm-hmm. I believe, like, I'm not sure what the connection is yet. I still, I still haven't kind of looked too far into it, but these sciences exist in many different forms in, in life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, you know, I think the very first thing is that, that it's like, well, I, I need to well round my, my knowledge, right? I need to, I need to spend time in these kind of, in, in various different fields, right? So that I can start connecting those dots. And, and even from, you know, what you were saying is that at the very start, you know, when you had that fear, right, that, that kind of like, oh, I really want to do something, you start going to courses and you're like, I still don't really know anything. Like, I'm like, I'm, I'm showing up and like, you know, I'm, I'm listening and, you know, one second I'm like, oh, you know, I, I, I think I, I know what he's saying. And then all of a sudden, you know, just from you thinking that he's already three fucking minutes ahead and you're just like, holy fuck, what did he just say? Right. Or what did they just say? Um, but I think it's that, it's that, that well-rounding of knowledge, right. At the very start and, and just kind of showing up continuously and that wanting to get better. I know for me, it was when I first started to kind of seek out, um, education, um, I, I was the same man, like extremely quiet, kind of nervy to, to get involved in conversation. Cause I didn't want to be judged. I didn't want to be like the guy who knew the least in the room. Um, and it was a lot of that, but it was the, the, the cool thing was, and I think about the education side of it, the thing that drove me to want to do more of it was the fact that when I took the, the things that I actually did learn and grasp and, and then applied them in the gym with clientele and I seen the return it got them. And then I also seen the return that it got me. I was like, fuck, like, this is pretty cool. You know, like this is like, and then it was just like, boom, okay, I want to do more of it, more of it, more of it. And, and I continuously went and did these things. And I think over time without actually knowing what it actually creates is like a, you know, you can, you can, it's like the critical thinking aspect, right? Like it's that cross correlation between different c- concepts that I think is when you really start to pick up things quickly. It's like you can, you know, you can start to look at, you know, um, maybe something that you haven't learned before, um, but there's something that you have learned and you can, you can pick that up quite quickly because you, you've, you've got that well-rounded kind of knowledge base. Yeah, I think that's it. Like it kind of broadens the horizon a lot more. Yeah. And it's like you, you don't know what you don't know. Mm. And that's one thing I found, like even just like being under guys like Luke, being under guys like, like I was doing a bit of mental Jordan too. And it's just once you start actually spending a lot of time with them, you get under and you're like, holy crap, you actually don't know how much knowledge is out there. And this is where, this is where you fall into the education trap. Yeah. And it's like, it becomes, and it's good. Like it comes from a, a place of passion, but you just go and you're like, yes, I'm finding it. I'm figuring the answer. I'm finding the answer. I'm finding the answer. And you unlock this next level. And it's just like, it's and then you're lost again and you're just like, and then you're like, damn it. But at the same time, you're like, yes because yeah. it's, it's never gonna end it will never end there's there's and this i remember one of mentors telling me is like you'll you'll just keep unlocking that next level and there'll be somebody else standing there going what do you want to learn what do you what do you need from me what do you want to learn it just it just keeps going and going and going and it is it, it's 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 pretty cool and i think that's where i came super like addictive is not the right word but just super driven to continue learning is I think as you were saying that before, it kind of made me pop into my mind. It kind of like a bit of like a pyramid, right? So it's like that bottom layer is like all the information you could possibly think of. And then you start to go up the levels and the pyramid starts to get more and more narrow. And you start to narrow in on some more specific courses. And you go up another level, you start to narrow in more specific mentors. And then it just gets narrowed now. You get to that point where you, you know exactly, and I can guarantee a lot of coaches now, like there's only like a small handful of people that go into that information because they've got the pieces that they exactly want. So, yeah, yeah. I think, um, 
you know, I'm reading a, I'm kind of diving into a book for the second time called Anti-Fragility. Have you, have you read Anti-Fragility by Nicholas Taleb? And he talks about, it's basically talking about any situation where there's either the same or more downside compared to upside when making a decision or taking a risk, um, you're fragile. Um, whereas anti-fragility talks about more having more upside than there is downside. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm kind of like thinking now at the moment, it's like, you know, even from a knowledge standpoint, right. It's like, um, you can be extremely fragile by only focusing in on your strength. Right. Yeah. Cause you know, like where you, you know, like for instance, like if let's say just within your career, you're like focusing on fat loss. Right. And, and that's what you really want to become extremely good at. But, you only focus on that and you, you know, you completely ignore biomechanics or you completely ignore all these different sciences because you're like, Oh, I'm never going to use it. Like it's not my niche. Um, and you don't build this kind of really well-rounded bottom level of the pyramid that you just talked about. Um, you really, you can be extremely fragile, right? Because it's like, you could be missing a piece of the puzzle that stops you. You know, you could be like, you could think that you're at level three of that pyramid. And then because you haven't spent enough time at that level one, or you're missing one of the pieces to the puzzle, you don't actually get to, to, to go to that next pyramid. You have to go back down to the bottom level of the pyramid and, and gain that piece of knowledge. And, and it's like, you know, cause it's kind of like that, that playing on that thing is like, I think judgment is, is, um, is, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm only saying that because I've, you know, there's a lot of people I look up to that talk about this as well, but judgment is something that, um, not enough people spend enough time on. Right. And, and understanding and, and it's undervalued because I think that something like with judgment is like, how much time and money, which is a bad decision cost you. Um, and I mean, that's more of a business perspective, but if you look, you know, we're talking about time, right. And time's our greatest asset in life, no matter, you know, that's one, the one thing you'll never get more of, you know, it's like, you're always losing time, the same amount of time. Now you can have more output, um, in future, in, in the, in the future or in the present moment, but, um, you can never get that time back. And it's like, you know, how much time does a bad decision cost you? And it's like, you know, we're talking about that. Is that if you, if you focus on your strength way too much or you're, you know, you're only focusing um, on sharpening the spear without having a, you know, a, a kind of strengthening the shield in a sense. And, and that's what it stands for for me is like creating that stability in, in a way or um, of that knowledge base, especially as a coach, you know, you, you, I reckon you leave yourself exposed in, in future times. Um, and I think that's one thing that social media really projects forward now or it really, it makes people want to like they need things quickly, you know, they need growth, they need exposure, they need recognition quickly. And, and what it means is that, you know, you've got that, there's no patience in that knowledge base. You know, I remember when I first started, like my first course, I just remember, and I was like, I, I didn't really give a fuck about anything apart from just going to the course. Like I was like, you know, I'm just excited that on the weekend, like after I finished my clients for the week, I'm going to sit there all Saturday listening to some guy talk about something that I don't know yet. And that was the, the, it's like the most liberating feeling in the world. And I mean, I wasn't heavily on social media back then. And I just feel like now it's, it's kind of, everything feels like it needs to, there's this, this need for acceleration, um, which is, I, I don't know what it is. I think and I, was actually, I kind of like to put that into like a bit of like a, a strength context, right? So in strength, you hear the term is like, you're only as strong as your weakest link right? And eventually you will get exposed. So it's like, as you're talking about kind of broadening that horizon, that one thing a lot of people, and it might, me personally, I look at like three different pillars and I'm sure you'll agree with this too. Like from a coach should be like the knowledge, 
the person and then the business, right? Those three will blend together and make up who you are. And I've found this out. And again, like, it's not like you've got to be the perfect coach and you've got to make all the right decisions because I'll put my hand up and be like, I'm fucked up a lot of times. Oh, man. 100%, right? But it's like, I think that's a really valuable piece of knowledge to take away from this already is seek out your weakest links, like expose yourself, find out what your weakest links are and bring those up to par because same with strength. I was talking about this the other day with somebody where it's like, if you kind of, if you've got a weak link within your chain within a certain exercise, if you remove that exercise, fix the weak link and not actually do that exercise and come back to it, that exercise is actually going to be better rather than you just hammering that exercise going, why isn't this getting better? Because you're not fixing those weak links in the chain. And it's, and it, and it will. And, it, and when you do that, rather than going, all right, what I'm good at goes super high, super fast, which means I can show this off really well. It takes patience and it takes way more time for the entire pyramid to start to lift up it was, as one. And that's probably one thing. And I'll put my hand up. I struggled with this at the start because I had mentors. So one thing you'll tend to find, and especially when you get around some of the best in the industry is, this is no one else's fault but mine, but my ego starts to get really big. Mm. And I'm like, well, cool. Like I've got these guys, I've got access to all the knowledge in the world. I'll just like, I'll just write off the back of these guys. And it's like, it, it doesn't work like that. And that's one thing a couple of my mentors are trying to teach me is like, no, like just be patient. Like don't look at one year, look at 10 years, look at 15 years, look at 20 years and look at, look at where you're going to be and who you're going to impact then which is far more important than, I know you've had this conversation with you guys before, versus that instant gratification, right? Can you, can you get through a week or a month without anybody patting you on the back and saying, you're a great educator, or you're a great person? Can you get through that to then be able to be told you're, you're a great educator? It's a potential educator? thing, right? It's yeah. like your, your potential goes through the roof when you can, you know, because it's the same as like, it's, it's the same as, you know, strength's a really good one because it's like when you're, when your ego takes over and you, maybe you aren't fixing that weak link, that weak link, you know, that comes back to get you. And a lot of the time it comes back to get you with injury, right? It's like, it's, it's, um, you know, when your strength outruns, you know, the, that weak link and, and eventually it's that, that's what comes back to get you and it's injury. And, and then, you know, you're forced into a traumatic growth period, right? Instead of, um, and I think this is cool because it's like, it, this is honestly something that happens in the industry quite a bit, right? It's like the, the expectation causes people, you know, if you actually look at, you know, let, let's look at that person sector of that um, trilogy, right? Um, you know, I always say, and this is something I remind myself is that I'm always the weakest link, right? Like, you know, I'm always the limiting factor in my business because it will psychologically, right? And that's what I'm talking about is that you know, business is a, it's stressful, man. Like it's like, there's, you know, it's, it's psychologically can be taxing at times because it's not, it's, there's risk involved. There's the unknown. It's this, it's not secure, you know? And I think, but what it, what I'm trying to get at, right. Is that I think it's that side that always it tears people down, right. It's that the psychological side of um, chasing recognition and chasing that instant gratification that actually causes the internal consequence that actually ends up being limiting factor in your business. Like, you know, you said it before, you know, do you, how often do you need a tap on the back to keep going? And it's like, I think that's, that's something that there's a big lesson in that is that, you know, who, who and why are you doing the things you're doing? Right. Like, are you actually paying attention to that? Like are you, 
are you giving yourself a subjective perception where you're actually going, okay, well, why did you actually do that? Like, why did you, why did you need to ask that question you knew already knew the answer to, or, you know, why did you feel the need to, to, you know, like there's, we all go through it where our ego takes over for that split 10 to 20 seconds. And you're like, you didn't need to do that. Like, and, and like, are you conscious enough to actually do that? Because it's, and there's a really good book on it, Ryan Holiday, Ego is the Enemy. And it always is because, you know, the ego is the resistance that stops a lot of us. It's also the thing that causes us the most pain, you know, like disappointment, um, especially in the business realm, when you're running a business, um, like it's just a yo-yo, man. Like when you're, when, you're, when you're relying on someone to tap you on the back every month or you're, that's, the, that's, the, that's the very... Um, uh, outcome you're trying to achieve from the decisions that you're making that constant pat on the back. And when you don't get it psychologically, there's a downfall there. And, and that's something that, um, you know, I, I went through it a lot as well in the early days. It was one thing is like, you know, you're always waiting for the outcome. You're always waiting for um, the recognition to come in, you know, whether that's through X amount of clients or whether that's through um, the mentor or whether that's through the bank account, whatever it is, it's like, you're waiting for that recognition and when it doesn't come, you're like, is there something wrong with me? Have I fucked up? Like, is, is yeah. there something, you know, am I, am I not, you know, and you just start to question yourself and that drives you into this place. And, you know, I see, like, I think like social media, like amplifies that, but um, you know, it's a really interesting, like a, a interesting paradigm where you're just thinking about it. And it's like, it, it forces people to think deeply because it's like, you know, what, what's, what's driving you um, to, to make those decisions. Mm-hmm. 100%. I think that's one thing like I know that the industry kind of gets beaten up a fair bit like it's super easy to beat up in this industry but I'll put my hand up and be like we're in one of the best industries there is hands down and one thing I'm super grateful for to this industry is that because of the industry it forced me to mold myself into what I think would is to be a good person like you're forced to be a good person I guess forced isn't the right word but you're influenced to be a good person because who you have to interact with every day if you're not a good person if you're not kind of doing things for the right things you will get exposed over time and it will always expose your biggest weakness again like social media platforms with um just again just being around certain environments like you it's easy to get exposed so that's one thing within that personal realm is you you have to ask a lot of questions you've got to bring a lot of awareness and you've got to and that's one thing i've been doing again more so in the last six to twelve months is getting in those scenarios and being like, okay, well, why did I do that? Mm. Why, did, why did I do that? Why didn't I do that? What, what, what am I trying to get out of this? What, what, like, what's the outcome I'm trying to achieve from this? Um, which it's, I think- a de- it's a really deep conversation because it's, it forces you to understand yourself on a level that I, I feel like people can try to run away from a lot of the time. They don't, yeah, they don't want to go near, yeah. Because it's an, you know this is this means that you have to you have to admit to mistakes and and I think you know that means you have to admit that you were doing wrong, um, or you know you weren't you weren't really living in alignment with what your true belief system is and and that's a hard thing to do especially now that there's you know you're not just you you know if there's so much on the line now with social media and these kind of things that I think man I, honestly the last year and a half I've you know I've been kind of doing a lot of that myself and it's really interesting because you're, I feel like your output goes through the roof or your consistency, you know, cause, cause you, you're paying attention and, and you're looking at the only consequence you ever face is the internal one. 
you know like that's that's the consequence that you face like you know it's the, it's like the the kind of thing is like if i lie to susie um most people will be like well susie may not like me but nobody actually thinks about what that lie does to you internally what does that what does that do for an internal perspective and um you know like it's it's one of those things man that like you've got to kind of you kind of kind of really ask yourself at certain points and go well what like you know what what is the internal consequence that i'm not paying attention to you know like meditation is something i've been doing over the last year and that is the you know, meditation is a process where you can start to recognize some of these autonomous maybe invisible um reactions that you're having you know on an emotional level mm-hmm. um and that yeah. stuff that's a hard thing to kind of you know when you actually talk about it you're like holy fuck like that uh, you know this is this is something that but it's it's very scary to do you know, it's very, it's, it's hard because it's like, you know, to, to actually spend time doing that, that means, you know, you now, you're now recognizing it so that you can't, you can't just sweep it under the rug anymore because it's going to form when you recognize something that, um, you know, it's either bothering you or it's, it's, um, you know, uh, you, you know that it's not in alignment with what your belief system is. That's yeah. when it will cause you resistance and that's when it will cause you frustration and, and it's going to cause these internal problems that you're facing. And I mean, like, honestly, I think business 101 is that is like, you know, it's such that, that person thing is such a big piece to the puzzle and it's a forever moving target, man. Like, it's like, it's not like once you clock it, it's done forever. It's like, you got to put, it's like paying rent every fucking day. You know what I mean? That's good. I actually, that's like a process. I use. We can probably put this in context with clients, right? So with clients, and I find this more so with nutrition than anything, is they go through the same thing, right? So we're looking at ourselves here. We look at clients like nutrition and kind of like having a poor relationship with nutrition rather than a poor relationship with yourself. It's kind of mixed in. Um, what I say to my clients is step number one is awareness. Mm. So step number one is awareness and learning to get awareness without judgment, right? So if you're there and it's Friday, Arvo, you're in a calorie deficit and there's cake sitting in the office and you're like, oh, shit, I'm going to have a piece. And you have that piece and you're like, what out that fucking piece whole week's blown out right they're then beating themselves up so the first step is bringing awareness to it and then we ask the question what was the cues and then what were the actions to follow those cues and it's the same thing for personal trainers like why are we doing what we're doing what's the cue did i not get a pat on the back and what were the actions to follow then from there we recreate the scenario do we have to alter the environment do we have to alter um do we have to, again, this can go down the trap, like the stress response kind of thing. Do we have to alter kind of the reactions of what we're doing, mm. right? So for some people, this is a bit of an interesting kind of thing. Like for some people, it can be like a stress scenario. So something can kind of solve it. And one of the physiological responses of stress is your short-term memory will switch off and your long-term memory will switch on, right? So in those, and it, it's, it's designed for us to survive what's going on. Right, and today's life, we're trying to survive social media and fast food and all this kind of stuff, rather than running away from tigers and lions and all that kind of stuff. Mm. So, what can happen is there can be some kind of, and the stress can be like um, low self worth. It can be um, not get like that can be a bit of a stress to people. And then that physiological response will go, all right, what do I do? Do I post something on Instagram? Do I make this post? Do I go eat that fast food? And before you know it, you got you're shoveling halfway through a meal, and you're like the fuck am i doing yeah what's going on here yeah I mean, a lot of people kind of get trapped into that and it's just it's picking up those kind of responses and those cueing and as you said like step number one's awareness and awareness like we're trying to get that awareness without judging yourself because that 
that just pulls you back into that vortex, into that circle. It's, it's almost like the, you know, I mean, judgment is one of those things that I think we're always going to do. Mm-hmm. It's, it's going to happen autonomously, but I think it's the recognition of judgment itself. So it's again, the awareness of the judgment that yeah. allows us to yeah. break the spell in a sense. And it's like, cause I think that, you know, the judgment thing is, is really interesting because it's like, you know, this is where like the consciousness, the, the metacognition as well is, is like a, one of those things where it's like, you know, your ability to, to recognize and, and subjectively create a perception of what's going on in real time is such a, it's a skill that is like, it's a superpower because mm-hmm. it literally allows you to change your trajectory at any point in time. And when you gain the ability to do that and you only gain the ability to do that by practicing it, like it's, you can understand theory of it and, and me and you could talk about this and, mm-hmm. and we can talk about it well because we know the science, right? We can, we can literally do that. But unless I can actually, the application of it is, and, and the, you know, the actual kind of real fucking um, ex- expression of it or, or application of it is something that is, it's like, it's like anything, right? It's like, you can fucking, you know, we, we could cue a squat, but then to actually do the squat is totally different. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's cause we're, you know, we're dynamic and individual, but it's like that the application of it is like, it's like you're going from level one to 1000, you know, straight away, because it's like to, to be able to break the spell, that autonomous feeling, like the, the sweats, the, 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 the heart rate going up and you're starting to panic. And it's like, I was talking to a client. Um, I do some consulting work with a, a guy, um, you know, and he, he's, he's kind of talking about that happening in a, in a, um, in a group environment where he's just sitting at a fucking table with his friends mm-hmm. and, and, you know, he, he's like, he's, and he's, he's having this response, you know, and it's like, you know, he has no idea why it's actually occurring and he can't change in real time because he's not, uh, he, there's no awareness around it. And he's like, you know, we're talking about this. Um, and, and it's super interesting because the application of it and the ability to actually break that spell and change the, you know, um, bring it from, um, you know, invisible into, into conscious awareness. That's the only way that we can actually start to change it. And I mean, that's why I'm pretty big on meditation. I don't know about you, but I think that meditation is that practice. It's that repetition of, um, you know, uh, uh, observing things subjectively and letting them arise and then recognizing them mm-hmm. and putting the focus from our external consciousness to our internal consciousness and feeling things like energy and our, you know, that you can actually start to feel these fit. I mean, you're not aware of these physiological changes as they occur. Mm-hmm. Like you're not actually aware of it, but you, you're aware of the change actually happening. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And I, I, like I'm a big, big fan of meditation. I've personally found that something for me that's kind of helped massively. And it, it's gone to the point now where I'm sure you'll agree. Like meditation is not one of those things where you just kind of do and don't do. Like it, it's kind of something that always has to be there. When you, when you get to certain levels, right? So obviously with the amount of workload I've put myself on where I am now, like it's, it's a matter of like, like I've kind of got to maintain that um, skill of awareness and that skill of consciousness through meditation. Otherwise I just can't perform what I need to perform at. 100%. And I think that's what I find for a lot of people when we're trying to relay this back onto, because I actually, I don't recommend it to a lot of people. I prefer like, just as me personally, I prefer people to kind of find it on themselves. Mm. And kind of like me, will kind of I'll hint it to them and bring it for my clients personally. Yeah. So a lot of people, you'll go, hey, go do meditation. They'll be like, mm, like what do I do? I don't really get it. It doesn't work for me, right? It doesn't work. And for some people, it kind of unfortunately takes that kind of breaking point where they're like, I need something to kind of gain this control back. And that's when the tool kind of comes up and bring the education behind it. So 
Yeah, I yeah. send people podcasts. I've got a I've got a list of about five podcasts, and um, I'd be like, before you actually try to meditate, just just get through these, you know. And yeah. and they're 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 long, like you know, some of them are two hours long. So it's a good three to four weeks before they actually come back and and they start to gain an understanding first of all of the science of it. Um, they also understand the esoteric nature of it, where you know sometimes it's 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 not as it's not as kind of simple as what people make it out to be, and the simplicity of it. Um, or the, the, you know, the, there's a really, Sam Harris talks about it and he's got this thing on his, on his app and he, it's kind of don't meditate cause it's good for you. Um, yeah. and I feel like that's, that's what we're talking about here is a lot of people meditate because it's good for them. They're like, they're trying to, again, they're seeking an outcome for it. And meditation is funny cause it's this outcomeless, like it, it doesn't, it, there's no outcome that actually exists and it defeats the purpose of it. It's like, you know, you, 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 it's a, it's a practice thing, you know, it's like, it's, it's a practice without an outcome. It's like, it's, I'm just, I'm putting, I, you know, every day I'm doing this and, and what I'm actually doing is just observing, you know, that's, that's what it is. And through that practice, you can actually, you can actually start to, to break those spells, you know, whatever that spell is, whether it's an autonomous response, well, you know, a lot of them are autonomous responses, but um, yeah, I think the, you know, meditation is, it's this thing that it's funny, man, because everybody who's, you know, like it's one of those things that you wish you could just be like, you know, shake someone and be like, just fucking do this. Cause like, <laughs> you know, the benefits, yeah. but then to somebody who doesn't understand the science behind it and, and, you know, hasn't experienced what you've experienced, you know, you might, and it's, you're right. Cause like I used to, I used to, at the start, I was like, I really want people to experience what I'm experiencing. Um, and then you do it and they're just like, yeah, it didn't work for me. You're like, you're like, Oh yeah, man, sweet. I'll, I'll do it. Um, and then you're like three weeks later, like, how'd you go? And they're like, oh, I never got around to it or, or something like that. It's like, it's one of those things that I'm just like, yeah, like, you know, just go listen to these podcasts and, and, you know, you can start your own journey if you want to, like, just do what you want to do. But, um, yeah, I mean, uh, from a business perspective, man, it's definitely something that, like, I can honestly say it's been a, it, it's played a massive role in what I do. Just, just again, the awareness thing, you know, the, the stress that comes with business, um, it's going to come, man. It's going to hit you at some point. Like it's, it's not if, but when, um, and, and I can say that my ability to handle those situations and, and react less emotionally, um, is like, that's, that's the skill. You know, if there's one skill as a business owner that I think you need, it's, it's that one. Um, yeah. and you, you know, that's just, so that's a personal preference, but yeah. So, um, so the other thing I wanted to kind of talk about is like, you said that you, you know, you're not, you're actually going away from having a mentor. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think it's a really cool point. I want you to, uh, I mean, elaborate a little bit on that and, and give us an insight into first of all, why you made that choice and, and give us some insights into, you know, some of the benefits that you've, you've seen. Well, so first of all, it kind of came about just through the finishing up of where I was at the start of last year. Um, but then from there, like I've still, like I've still been in contact with guys like Jordan and stuff like that. But one of the biggest things I've found is you, there's, there's an obsession with learning, right? And there's, there's kind of two points to this, right? There's an obsession with learning. And one thing I struggled the most with was the application standpoint. So one thing I've spent the last 18 months, which should be 18 months now is hard on application and trying to gather. And I, I'll be hell honest, like, in the first nine months of being my own, I didn't do a lot of education, which kind of goes against what a lot of people push out. But I just found because I've been given so much, I've been so lucky to be given so much information 
I hadn't actually had a chance to apply at all. Mm. And I think that's something that a lot of people have got to go through. And uh, I'm a big, I put everything back to training, right? And I'm a big fan of periodizing things, right? So I'm a big fan of like with business and with, with pushing certain things and, and rests and deloads. And I, I like to use that from my business standpoint. Mm. So there's this, this periodization of where, all right, I'm going to learn for a period of time. Then I'm going to apply super hard. And then you might have a little deload. And then you might learn, apply and kind of go through those cycles. Um, and yeah, that's what I just, I just found. Like it was just, it was just a period of time where I really needed to kind of, A, apply, but also kind of discover who I was in the industry and kind of um, identify myself and kind of, I guess, build my name, so to speak, um, and kind of build that from scratch again. And yeah, it's been, a, it's been an interesting journey. It's been a very interesting journey. I think when you go from basically, like honestly, I was like the spoiled brat kid. I was the kid that got everything handed to him on a platter, like, like the, the flash cars, not literally, but like you think about it, like the flash cars, the nice house, like all the cool clothes. Like I was kind of like that kid. And then you get everything taken away. Rockstar. Like, yeah, exactly. Everything taken away and you go, wow, I had it really good the last five years. It's time for me to pull my socks off and start, start pulling in and start kind of um, taking things out of my own. Cause I, like, I had a lot of things kind of handed down to me. So yeah. And it's, it, it, I'll, I'll admit it's been a rocky road it's been an interesting kind of journey as part of where I've been because I've always had a mentor. Um, but I think it's one that a lot of people need to go through at some point because what it, it forced me to do, what I do with, I mentor a bunch of trainers down at my gym is it's allowed me to move into the mentor role now. So we've gone, I've kind of gone through that cycle and it's not to say like, I'll definitely be seeking out mentors in the future, hundred percent. But I think it was just a period of time where I just needed to just go out on my own, find my feet, find out who I Make was. Some mistakes. Make a hundred percent. And I've made a lot of mistakes. I've made a lot of, um, um, I've learned a lot of lessons over the way. Um, and yeah, it's, it's been interesting. I think it's a good point, man. Cause, um, I think there's like a creativity and innovation are two totally separate things. Like creativity, creativity is coming up with a thought. Innovating is applying it. And, you know, I think that's something you've got to learn and, and you can only learn from it from, you know, again, it's like taking the risk with the idea or, or the concept or, you know, what you've learned and actually going in and applying it. So then you're actually gaining the wisdom, right? And it's like, that's the thing that I think is, you know, I think it's, that's the, the biggest lesson is that you can only gain wisdom by, by actually applying something and, and putting yourself in situations where you, where you, you understand it from an application standpoint and you understand the consequences that come with it when mm -hmm. putting yourself in those situations, you know? So it's like, um, not having a mentor means that you've got to figure stuff out for yourself. You know, if you're running to a roadblock, you can't just go run to the mentor and be like, how do I fix this? It's like sitting down, thinking about it, strategizing, feeling what it feels like when it doesn't actually fucking work. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then sitting there with your hands crossed and going, I'm in a bit of strife here. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you know, you just come back to what you know, right? You, you come back to what you know, whether it's like a whiteboard session or it's like a, you know, maybe it's just a journaling or it's, it's you know, you're writing an article and all of a sudden you're just like, fuck, boom, there it is. And it's like the innovation, the application, the optimization as well is another big one is that, you know, that's the, that's the it, it's the correlation between um, outcomes and behaviors, right? It's like, seeing, you know, changing my behaviors or my strategies, looking at the outcomes that I get, feeling those outcomes, embodying them, understanding them, 
and then optimizing my behaviors again. And it's a continuation of that, that I think, and it's almost like that periodization of, of what you were talking about before. But I think when you, when you don't have a mentor and you get to, you get to spend time riding both the highs and the lows or the, the kind of the, the, the times where you, you know, you might be super clear or, or you're lost um, and, and feeling those, but also recognizing that they're both just as, as important as each other. Um, yeah. I think you can only do that when you, when you don't have a mentor or when you're not just relying on someone to fix the problem for you or to give you the answer, you know, to, yeah. to spend time lost. Um, Cause when you're lost, you don't, you know, you necessarily don't, you know, it's really hard to recognize that that's a part of the journey. You know, you're yeah. like, you're stressed. You're like, you're having that emotional response and you're like, holy fucking shit. Like what's going to happen if I don't figure this out? Or, you know, like it's, you know, whatever that response is, it may not be that. It might be more like, oh God, this is frustrating the hell out of me. But, you know, only when you come out of that, do you recognize that it played such a pivotal role in, in, in the overcoming of it and the growth of you as a person. And, um, you know, even as a business owner, I think it's like a, it's a really good point. Um, and, and I do the same thing. Like I, I will, I will, very rarely do I back mentors up with mentors, like not anymore anyway. Like I'll, I, I like to learn and, and maybe there's something that I really want to learn. And then I'll give myself a good kind of six to, to, to 12 months to really get in the trenches and, and, and spend time with those, those maybe harder times and, 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 and allow myself to work through things and actually innovate my way through things based on the current knowledge I have. Um, and then again, go into that, that deep level of education and, um, you know, getting the mentor and, and getting taught something that maybe, you, you know, there's maybe there's a different realm you want to start to work into. Um, and I know for me now it's, it's a lot of business stuff. It's a lot of, um, even psychological stuff. Like I'm, I'm really trying to dive deep into that, but it's like the ability for you to not just rely on getting an answer given to you and actually come up with one based on the research that you have to go and then do, um, and find and think about where to find it. Um, and you know, something that you said when we talked about last time as well is, is really finding the, or asking the right questions, right? Asking the right questions to get you the, the answer that you're looking for. And I think that's something again, that gets, you know, I think a lot of people struggle. Um, and I know I did for so long because I was really asking the wrong questions that, the you know, and, and an example of this in business that is like, most people are like, a prime example is like, oh, I don't have that. Most people are like, Oh, I don't have clients. I need help. Right. And then the next, you know, that's, that's, that's obviously not a question. Then they'll, you know, they'll ask a question is like, Oh, why don't I have enough clients? And it's like, it's still a shit question, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's not forcing you to be proactive. The question you should be asking is how can I X so I can Y like, how can I, how could I get five clients so that I could, or how could I um, increase my knowledge in this area so I could gain an extra five clients within this niche or, or something like that, right? Where we're asking better questions. That's just like, I mean, trying to come up with a good example, but you know, mm -hmm. it's, it's those asking better questions that get you better outcomes. Mm -hmm. And I mean, like that's from a career standpoint as well. I know that's something you were talking about when we had a chat last time. Yeah. And that's, that was a conversation I had with one of your other guests, Austin Cohen. And that's, again, that's the beauty of this industry is the networking capability. Like, mm -hmm. I've got it. I'm on his podcast tomorrow. Actually, I'm chat, catching up with him. Really? Yeah, he's, he's such an awesome genuine. He's such a good guy. Yeah, and that's again, the beauty of it. Like, and I've got some pretty cool stories. Well, I've been in Colorado hanging out with him. But one of the conversations we had was it was actually funny. It was through a, a, a connection through both of us. It was like, hey, I think you two guys should meet up. So we met up at the gym. We trained together, and we probably did a total of like ten to fifteen sets, but we spoke <laughs> for about two hours. 
Right? It was it was more of a it was a meeting over, over in the in the weight room, right? Yeah. And one of the conversations popped up, and he at the time was, I believe, starting with N. I think he was starting with Enron, I believe. And I'd just been starting with muscle nerds, and we were kind of talking about like the power of like asking the right question and kind of having the guts. And both of our journeys ended up through us reaching out to them. Obviously, there was already prior connections with both of the companies we were going into, but reaching out to them and being like, hey, like can I come work for you? And it was, it was a matter of time. It was a matter of already the relationships and the connection that we built there. And I've had that a couple of times where, and this can go back to business is, is kind of, I guess, knowing your worth is like knowing your worth and knowing what to ask and knowing when to ask it at the right time too, can have such a uh, monumental kind of impact over the long run. Um, and not only not only the like the the art of like asking the right question, but also knowing when to listen. I think is another really big skill a lot of trainers and a lot of coaches need to learn. And we kind of spoke about it before when we first went into our first courses. And I think that's why you become a little bit more um, connected with a lot of the mentors, is because us quieter guys that sit in the class will ask that one or two question, and then we'll sit back and listen. And then we'll just listen and listen and listen and listen, and then you won't hear another peep from us again. And then it's just, it's that, it's, and that's what I've personally found. And I, like the, I've been quite lucky to be put in a lot of scenarios, like traveling overseas and lecturing and all that kind of stuff. And I'd be standing around these guys having conversations. And I'd just be that guy in the corner, just like, just sitting there, just listening, not saying a single word, just soaking everything up. Because I think that's a, that's Head a down, really, notes going bananas. hundred percent. I obviously put out a notebook, but I'm just sitting there trying to remember everything. Um, but it's a skill and I guess that comes back to awareness and like same thing when you change the clients and you change other people like just really being super aware of the information that's being provided or the, the wording that's going on the body language that's going on body language yeah these kind of looking beyond the, the just the surface right 100% you can pick up so 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 much information that's what I've kind of I guess one of the skills I've got is the ability to read people ability to read a person's personality, be able to read a person's, the way they talk, how they talk. And it's a skill a lot of really good coaches will build up over time. And it's just that. It's, it's, and that kind of comes back to the question of like, how do you get all these mentors? It's, it's reading them and knowing what they're like and what, if they were to mentor someone, who would that mentor look like? Mm. Do they want someone that just overrides them and talks over them and asks billions of questions and all that kind of stuff? They probably want someone that would just sit there and soak all the information up and then also go at the same time, what do you need? What do you need from me? How can I help you? Like, what, how can we do this to get like that kind of stuff? Yeah, there's a famous, um, oh, I don't know if it's a, do you, like the, the band U2? U2, yeah. So, so they've got a song and it's called Every Breaking Wave. And, and one of the lyrics in there that I just like, I listen to it like regularly and, and for this reason, but there's a, a line that says, it's hard to listen while you preach. And it's like, it's that whole thing. It's like, you know, when you pay attention to people and especially, you know, even just as a coach, man, like when you pay attention to people and, and like you pick up their mannerisms and you, you know, you're really in it on an individual level for them, you know, you can like pick up when something's wrong. Like, you know, it's, it's extremely easy. Like it's not, and it, all it does is from just continuously listening and paying attention, like not just listening. And, and it's a selfless listen. It's a, it's a listen because you truly want to help the person, not just because you're listening for to grow the business you know like there's a big difference between the two of those like there's one is like okay well i'm listening to see because again your attention in and your focus is on different things because you're trying to achieve something 
the, the what's going through your mind or the lens that you know um, has been you're you're looking or reading this person through is completely different. Um, and I think that's that's one of those things is that when you're truly invested in someone, you know, whether it's a client or you know whether it's a family member or anything like that, and and that's like again, this is why I think branding is really cool because it gives you guidelines and it teaches you what lens to look at the the business through. And, and, you know, one of ours is family, which means we treat each other like family. Um, so it paints my lens when I'm looking at someone, I'm not looking at them and I'm not listening to them for the betterment of, of like a, a revenue stream. Like I'm looking at them cause I'm like, I fucking I'm invested in you and I really want to help you. And that allows me to, to pick up the right things. Yeah. hundred percent. I think that's it. Like you, you, you have the answer to their, to their problem. And that's where it comes back to at the end of the day. And indirectly, it will answer that question that you asked before, like, how do I get more clients? Like, that's not the outcome you design. The outcome is, is to, that's kind of the reward. Yeah. yeah. On top, right? it, the, out, the question to ask is, how do I help this individual? And that's always been my kind of like initial consultation process. It's like, what's your problem? What's the issue that you've got? All right, here's a whiteboard, and I'll show you how I'll get you from A to B. Whether you, whether you want the business or not, that's completely up to you. But that, that's my pure job. Like, all I'm worried about is you as a person, what you've been through, where you've been, and where you want to go. And here you go. Here's, I'll splay it all over a whiteboard of the periodization, the nutrition protocols, and all the kind of stuff we'll lay through. And then the reward of that on top will be the business that will come through as well. 100%, man. It's it's funny. Like I, um, I often tell stories like I – I don't actually send someone a health questionnaire until um, we've had an hour of conversation, you know, like it's, I always used to do this, you know, I used to sit with people for an hour and we just talk, man, like, and I would just try to connect with this person as much as I could. And then we would start to figure out these problems. Like it was like, and you know what, probably not the best fucking business model. Like it's not, you know, it's like, you know, you're spending an hour there and it's like most people. That kind of goes back. What were you going to say? I was just going to say that kind of goes back to the, the delayed gratification, right? And this is what I've found too. Like you put a lot of work in at the start and my models, I, I look to build my clients into being self-sufficient. So as they get towards my guys that I've got now that I've had for 12, 18 months, they're self-sufficient. So yeah. they don't need to be holding their hand in the entire time. But at the start, like I think that's, I think it's, if you average that out over time, it, it's actually not too bad of a business model because yeah, you're paying yeah. so much longer, right? Stereotypically, right? I think you get you get sold something else when you when you when you're learning about business. It's like if it's you know like like it's just like stereotypically that that is. I mean, for me, I still do it now. You know, like it's like anyone who anyone who I have anything to do with, you know, we, we we're spending one to two hours before we do anything of just me getting to know you, building trust, um, and then once we we build trust and build a relationship, then. Um, we can start to make some changes, but if you don't trust me, there's no way you're going to absolutely start to, yeah. to change and, and make the changes that are necessary in order to get you the desired outcome. Yeah, big time. That relationship is so important. That's and especially if there's been poor previous experiences. That's one thing I found. Like I, like me personally, I, I cover a wide variety of clients. Mm. So I've got the gem pop through the the athlete all across. And one thing I especially find with that kind of gem pop realm is when they come to you, they're, they're coming to you with a little bit of hesitance because they've been through some, some poor experiences in the past. So you, you, the relationship that you build at the start is massively important. And just knowing that they've got someone who's got empathy, empathy for them. 
knowing they've got someone who actually cares about them and actually wants them to change. So it, there's something sorry. to be said, like, you know, you don't, you don't know when somebody sits in front of you for the first time, you've you got no idea what they've been through. Like yeah, you've got absolutely no idea. 100%. And, and I, I, I cop that. That was a big lesson I learned very early on where it's like, if you're not listening and you're not picking up on those small, the small things, right? The, the body language, the, 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 the way they're talking, like you, you just don't know what someone's been through, you know, like, and, and that caught me off guard. Like, you know, getting to like week five and then all of a sudden I get a bombshell dropped on me that like they've gone through this, you know, at this period in their life. And I'm just like, Holy fuck. Like, I, I'm like, I'm so sorry. You know, like I just, I, I, you know, and, and that was a lesson that I learned very early on is like, I, I want to know, I want to know you on a, on a level that allows me to help you. And that means that we, you know, I need you to trust me and I, and I, and I want you to trust me. And that means I've got to sit here and I've just got to listen and I've got to, you know, I've got to ask the right questions, but I've got to listen to the, to the answers and, and then start to, to get the dots and, and, and connect them. And, and, um, as we build more and more trust, you know, um, the out, the, the, you know, the closer we're going to get to the outcome, you know, it's because it, we're going to be able to make small changes continuously. Um, and, and those changes aren't, they're not going to, there's going to be no resistance around it. Like we're going to be able to yeah. do that. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I think that's, yeah. Found that with a lot of people that when you get to those kind of breaking points, you get to those points where they do, but they come forward with a situation that's happened. It's, it makes the rest of the journey um, with that with that analogy, like less resistance, there's, there's no more handbrakes on the car. The wheels aren't spinning anymore. You let the handbrakes down and you kind of get an answer for maybe why they're not following their nutrition, why they're not following their training. And this is, it's like a massively vital part. I think this is one thing, I'm sure you agree about the psychology side of things. Obviously, we're not psychologists or anything. Nah. Even though we get treated like it, we sometimes, we're, we're counsellors, psychologists, we're, we're everything at the end of the day. But, Obviously, that's not what we're qualified in, but I think just some prior knowledge to understand and pick up those signs and symptoms and then ask the right questions and also, if, if possible, need to refer out, whatever it might need to be. But this can be massively vital so that you're not sitting there going, well, why the fuck are you following nutrition? Why don't you go in the gym and do, do, your, temp, do your training? Why don't you go do this? It's like, well, maybe there's a reason why. And that's what I always go with my guys. And back to, like, I don't want any not only guilt behind what you've done, I just want to know why. Mm. Like, and it can be from a performance standpoint too, like my rugby athletes. All right, you hop onto the bar, it's a three-rep max, whatever it might be. Why did you fail that set? I mean, no, you can do it. What's the psychological barriers? And it's that constant question of like, why, what's going on? And then if I can remove that roadblock, which might not be any nutrition or any training at all. And then all of a sudden things A lot of the time it's not, man. You know, yeah. like it's... Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's, that's subjective, but you know, I, I think like the, the psychology side is, it's, it's a very interesting, so we're not psychologists. Um, you know, I, I think it's just one of those pieces to the puzzle that you've got to have a base level knowledge of. Cause you know, even like you said something really important before about referring people out, like that's a skill that again, it's, it's one of those things that you know some people are scared to do, but for me, that's probably be one of my, my, that's, that's one of my, that's one of the things that I, I put the most, um, emphasis on is like, you know, if, if I'm, if there's someone who can get this person a better result than I can, because I'm not qualified to do this, or there's someone who's more suitable, like 
that's a good thing. Like, you know, that's going to like, it's, it's, that's a, that's an integrity thing. That's like, that's, that's something that just goes. And, and that's, again, it's the same thing. If you do that over time, like it, it, it does repay you. Yeah. Big time. Big time. hundred percent, man. Um, all right, man, we're going to finish it up there. I, I really, I want to say thanks for jumping on, man. It was an awesome conversation. Um, I think one that a, a lot of people will um, get a lot out of and, um, We'll probably kind of look at launching this in maybe a couple of weeks. We've got a, a few backed up, but big thanks for jumping on, man, and um, look forward to the next one. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate it. appreciate you taking the time too.